For years, dads in the media have been portrayed as fools and bumbling idiots, the constant butt of jokes. But according to a mountain of statistics, dads are one of the most stabilizing factors in a home and in the futures of their children. Hi, I'm Colin Lambert, and this is the Dad Ain't No Joke podcast. Our mission's simple, change the narrative about dads. Feature dads who are doing their best to serve their families and build a community of dads committed to those they love. Each episode will seek to have quality conversations with dads who are known or unknown about their highest highs and lowest lows, and with experts in the field who can share some of the most important elements dads bring to the family. Dad, one of the most challenging and rewarding jobs in the world. Kevin Larson is in the construction industry more than 40 years. He's a natural-born builder with a missions-oriented heart and mindset. He's received the prestigious Distinguished Humanitarian Award for outreach that has made a positive global impact. He mentors guys. He pours his passion and energy into building successful men, strong families and communities, and award-winning structures as well. Kevin, thanks so much for being with us on the podcast today. Oh, thanks, Colin. Appreciate being here. Let's start with just a little bit about your family structure. Tell us uh, who's in the home, who's out of the home these days. Well, my wife and I, Susie Larson, many people know her. She's a author and speaker. So we do our uh, ministry and life together. We've been married for 38 years. We have three grown sons that are in their 30s, three beautiful daughter-in-laws that we just absolutely adore. Three grandkids, so a son and, and two girls. So we're uh, we're just grateful to be uh, in this stage of life. It's just a it's an amazing, wonderful stage of life. So my grandson's five, and uh, two girls are uh, one and three. So it's a pretty fun and busy stage of life. Let's go back to some of those early days with you and Susie before the kids came. Uh, did you talk about size of family? Did you think about being a parent? Was that something right off the bat that you all wanted to do and be? Yeah, it's an interesting story because we um, we got married young. We met. We were uh, twenty years old. We had dreams and ideas for our life that didn't go exactly as planned as what usually happens. So we we met, got engaged four months later, and uh, got married nine months after that. So so we were fairly young and then got pregnant on our honeymoon. So we had our first baby right away. And that wasn't the plan, but that's just how, how it worked out. Kind of a miracle story through that time. We found out that Susie, my wife, had uh, endometriosis and was going to have a hysterectomy that we weren't aware of. Just it kind of came out through pregnancy. So our doctor said, if you uh, if you want kids, you have to have them right away because that's just and that wasn't our plan. We were going to wait five years, and we had we kind of had a master plan that didn't go uh, didn't go that way. God had a different plan for us. So we had our three kids by the time we were I think we were 26 when we had all three of our kids. So still fairly young, and uh, headed into a kind of a difficult season with some health challenges with my wife and kids. Yeah, we went through in our early years uh, some pretty difficult seasons. That was a that was a tough a tough go for a young family with, you know, just kind of trying to start out. Uh, we definitely it, it kind of built a foundation under us that we're uh, still standing on today. Let's talk about those uh, first moments with the first child. You said you got pregnant right away. When you found out, what was your thought as as the upcoming dad? What 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 memories do you have of those moments? You know, it was exciting, and probably like most dads, I still remember that time uh, well, even though it was a long time ago. I just felt pretty unprepared. You know, like especially as a, as a young dad, like, what does this mean? What does this look like? And, and I think I've heard this so many times from young dads that I, uh, that I mentor, you know, you, you have a baby and you get that point where you're going to bring them home from the hospital. 
And it's like, are they really going to let me take this little baby <laughs> home? You know? So, uh, so yeah, we were, we were excited and, uh, it was a, I mean, it was a great season of life, even though it was difficult, it still was a pretty sweet season of life having young kids and we love, we love kids. And that was always our plan. So having three sons is a, is just a great joy in my heart. Well, let's talk about that for a moment uh, on the podcast so far. We've mostly talked to dads who have had either boys and girls or all daughters. You're the first dude with uh, all, all sons. So um, talk for a moment just about, you know, I think there's a special relationship between dads and daughters, but I think there's also a special and unique relationship between dads and sons. Uh, just talk for a moment about that uh, feeling of of having those sons. And I think in part, sometimes it's kind of that they will carry on the, the in your case, Larson legacy. Talk about that for a moment. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's actually a beautiful way to say that. And uh, I do so appreciate my boys. And I, I will say now that they're all married, I love, I love our daughter-in-laws and, uh, we never had the experience of raising daughters. I actually have a twin brother that has two girls. And so we compared notes through, uh, through life an awful lot, you know, like he was raising girls and it was, it's a completely different world, girls and boys. And I'll tell you, we had our, uh, we had our busy seasons and our, and our ups and downs and, uh, things broken and an active house and, uh, you know, just boys are boys. We had a, a great time with them and I'm a little bit of a boy at heart. So we had a, we had a great time. Susie had her hands full with sometimes four boys as we're, uh, as we were raising <laughs> our young kids. <laughs> if you remember, share some thoughts maybe of their younger years before school starts or early school, elementary age, any memories, thoughts, kinds of things you remember from those days? Yeah. Our early years, Colin, were. uh, kind of marked by a lot of challenge and so we had some health challenges not only with uh with Susie we found out she had a, a pretty significant disease that affected our family you know and her ability even to um you know to be uh the mom that she wanted to be and so I'm at that time trying to uh survive somewhat a lot of medical bills and a lot of uh, a lot of struggle you know in our life and it, it like I said it built a foundation under us that is a uh, pretty valuable to us. But that marked a lot of our time where we were, we were in and out of hospitals. And, you know, there's a lot of struggle in that er, in those early years with our with our kids. But, you know, we always made it a we, we always wanted to make it a point to not let them know, really, that we were kind of in the challenge of our life, you know, just to make life as normal as possible. And as as you know, as a good as it can be for them. And, and honestly, I think as we look back, we did a, a pretty good job of that. I don't think that they really know that we were in the struggle of our life early on and we were uh, just walking through some really difficult things, but they had a good life. And, you know, every moment that we have together, there's, there's just something unique. I think about a father and his sons as we, uh, you know, just as we go through life together, we have great memories of the different family vacations and times together. It probably wasn't as as normal as a lot of people, if there's a, is such a thing. But we had, uh, you know, we had some struggle along the way, including kids that were, uh, you know, we had up, we had times when one son was in the hospital and we didn't think we we're going to bring him home. It was, uh, it was pretty pretty difficult and devastating, where we really had to learn to depend on the Lord for everything that we have. We were uh, we were a pretty dependent young couple as we were raising these boys. Let's uh, talk about that for a moment. I think uh, most young couples experience some type of crisis. Uh, yep. In your case, it was very much related to health. Some it's financial, some it's family crises. 
Uh, you just never know. Summits with a child, as you've kind of mentioned as well. Let's talk for a moment first about Susie's health issues, how that affected the kids. What did what did you do? What did you try to do as dad to 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 fill that gap to to try to make things as normal as possible for those young guys? Yeah, I will say I I think and dads I think have this somewhat in their uh, built into their DNA the way God made us as we are providers we have to we have to care for and protect our families. So that was a that was a kind of a struggle and something that we had to balance out is I had to I had to work to be, you know, to put food on the table and to keep our house. But at the same time, it was difficult leaving a wife who was kind of on the couch at that time and and pretty sick, honestly, with with three little kids to care for. And, you know, when this goes into somewhat long term kind of a situation your friends are there, you know, but it gets difficult for them too. We can't just have someone at our house all the time. So, so that was a challenge. And I really, I, I mean, you mentioned that, that I think most parents, uh, young parents go through some kind of struggle like that. So what it does for me is it gives me uh, a pretty empathetic heart towards difficult seasons, especially early in life where that's where I believe uh, dads just need a, you know, they need someone just walking alongside of them, cheering them on and tell them they understand and, hang in there and uh, put a hand on their shoulder, that kind of thing. So that's that's kind of, that's one of the things I just really love to do. Let's uh, focus for just a moment also then on your son's illness. I don't know the details, don't need to, but uh, you know, any parent, when a child gets ill, especially when they're young, there just is a feeling of inadequacy. There's a feeling of, uh, you know, that protector thing that you want to do. You just can't do it because right. it's not in your hands. It's in the doctor's hands. It's in the Lord's hands. Uh, talk for a moment about, you know, walking through a tough moment like that. What did you do? What do you think? How do you move forward? Yeah, it's a, it's something that really just drives you to your knees. There's really nothing else you can do. Um, but that dependent, that dependent place on God is a, is an amazing place to be because you find a father uh, in heaven that, that cares and knows about every detail that's going on in your life, you know, and we just found him faithful, whatever happens, whatever the outcome is, you know, it's, it's important to, I think as a kind of a striver at heart, I'm a probably kind of a high capacity person that feels like I can carry the world on my shoulders sometimes, but we've been through enough things in our seasons of life where, uh, I, I can't do it. Like you said, you're, there's, I can't carry this and I can't fix it and I can't make it any better and I can't change it. It is what it is. And so those are times where you just, uh, you have to go to your knees and go, uh, to your father. And, but I will tell you in every case, we, uh, we find him faithful and he's there with us and for us. It's just been a, as, as we look back at our story after a bunch of years, we look back on it and it's a, it's something that brings so much strength to us that no matter what we walk through, uh, God is there with us. Yeah, it's so important to have those uh, in the Old Testament. They referred to it as kind of those remembrance stones, you know, those things yes. that you look back at and say, okay, if I made it through that, I can make it through this. God's going to be there. God's going to take care of that. So yeah, thanks for thanks for sharing that. Let's move to the kind of middle school, high school years. Those are often times where uh, young men and women begin to uh, uh, engage their independence and begin to do their thing. <laughs> How were middle school, high school years for you and the three boys? Well, you said it pretty well. That marked our family and our boys. And I think, uh, I will say, I think boys, especially there's a point where 
they need to do this. And it's a, and I look back on it now. That's a very, it's a very healthy thing. It's difficult for parents sometimes. And especially when, you know, they, you've been their biggest fan. Uh, they're, you know, they, they love you and think you walk on water and they think everything you say is wise and right. And you go through these seasons where, you know, your kids, especially boys, I think are trying to, you know, find their independence. And, and our, our sons went through that. And we uh, we let them. It was kind of difficult. There's some seasons of that that were pretty difficult for us to just kind of walk through, let them make their own choices. But I will tell you right now, all three of them, you know, they they came through that by God's grace, are all following Jesus closely. And we, um, yeah, we love looking back on those times, even kind of with some fondness, you know, as we have time with our boys and talk about some of those years where they uh, where they went through that season of thinking that they knew everything, you know, <laughs> but there's a point where they, they come back and they realize, you know, dad and mom are, uh, you know, they do have some things that are, uh, that are pretty smart. Yeah. And I think that usually comes maybe in their twenties sometimes as they're starting their life. And they're just like, you know, this isn't all that easy just going through some of this life and the decisions that we have to make. So maybe mom and dad have something to say. Everyone parents a little differently. Talk for a moment, maybe about how you were trying to father during those, let's say high school years, you know, how much freedom did you give? How much rope did you let out? How, how, engaged were you with, you know, making sure they were following the rules versus, Hey, you know, do your own thing. Yeah. There were some rules that were, uh, very firm, I would say. And, uh, you know, and some of them were just like, no, no matter what you're thinking, walking through, we're going to have respect in our house. We're not going to be a screaming, yelling house. We are not going to be that kind of a place. So there are some rules that we just kind of put our foot down and said, this is, this is what our house, this is where we live. This is where this is how we want our house to run. And this is, this is our roof. And so when you're under our roof, this is how we're going to operate. And they abided by that pretty much. And, you know, they never, they never really went completely off the rails, although they, you know, they, they did their things that kind of broke our hearts at times, you know, but we stayed connected and kind of always let them know that your, your choices as you get older, especially into middle school, high school kind of years, uh, the consequences of your choices get just get bigger, you know. So if you are going to choose some of the things that you're choosing, you are going to have consequences that are going to matter, and they're going to matter for the rest of your life. And so uh, we made that pretty clear, and I think they clearly understood that. Yeah, if I if I do this, then that could possibly have some consequences that are not going to be good for the rest of my life, you know. And so they they would test those waters, you know. I think I think all kids do. We let them, I think, make some of their mistakes. And uh, I always looked at it like this is this is something that I went through as a, you know, as a middle school and high schooler. And my dad kind of let me and, uh, you know, and I learned some things along the way. And you know, I think that's kind of an important season of life. We looked at it like keep the guardrails in place that they're not going to go off the cliff, but, you know, they might hit the rumble strips now and then. <laughs> I mean, uh, talk for a moment about uh, them leaving. I know it's, uh, again, different for moms and dads as a dad, as those young men begin to leave the house. Any any thoughts, remembrances of that and, and how you process that, maybe even talk through any of that with them? Yeah, that, that was a kind of a unique season of life because it's it's where that's where things really change, you know, where we are, um, you know, the kids start to move out of the house and they kind of start to gain their independence. And but I will tell you, Colin, being a parent, you know, it depends on your perspective, how you want to look at this, but it never ends. It's uh, my boys are in their 30s. We have we have regular 
lunches where we are connected, there's constantly things going on in their you know, young lives that are uh, that are difficult and challenges. And, you know, there's times they just need their dad. You know what I mean? So uh, we've we've kept in a good relationship. In fact, um, let's tell my my backstory of my family a little bit. I love my dad. My dad went to be with Jesus a couple of years ago. And so I've lost both of my parents, but uh, but kind of typical in that generation, my dad worked three jobs and did the same. We didn't have much, you know, so he was just kind of trying to keep our nose above the waterline, basically, financially. Um, and I love my dad. He was, a, we grew up in a Christian family, but uh, I was never really pursued as a young guy. He just, he was doing his thing, which I think is pretty common in that generation, uh, but I, later in life that I kind of learned that started to, that affected me, you know, that I wasn't really pursued. And so that kind of changes your perspective a little bit, even about God and how he feels about you and things like that. So I made it kind of a, a point in my, uh, as my kids were kind uh, of launching, I guess, in their twenties that I was going to break that chain and I was going to do this different. And I would be a father that pursued my sons and that they would always have that as part of their new legacy, you know? So I've done this thing now for years and maybe decades where I have lunch once a month with each of my sons just uh, individually. And we just, we talk about life and the things that are going on in their, in their world, their jobs, their careers, you know, decisions that they're making that are hard and kids and, you know, just everything is on the table to talk about. And uh, they just, they look forward to that. That's been a, you know, just kept a relationship between us since that time through, you know, into their 30s. I don't I don't see us ever stopping doing that. But that's been a really valuable thing for me to, to stay, stay connected with them. They have busy lives, too, you know, so just uh, to stay connected with them and and understand what they're going through. And honestly, they uh, they look forward to it. They just uh, they still want to hear from this old man sometimes about uh, things that are going on in their life. I love that. And what a beautiful picture of of God himself. I mean, the the way that he pursues us, you see it in the story, the prodigal son running mm-hmm. to the son that was coming home, you know? So I love, mm-hmm. love that piece of, of your story. And thank you for sharing that. Thank you for sharing about your dad as well, because I always try to ask a little something about dads to see how that may have impacted what you do and how you do it. Uh, you mentioned all all the boys got married, grandkids uh, are coming around now. I'm going to get to the grandkids in just a moment. But as you've pursued those young men and as you have made yourself available how do you find yourself drawing the line? This is something I often have questions about from people or even in my own life trying to figure it out. How how much advice do you give? When do you give it? Do you wait for them to ask? How You, you said parenting never ends, which I totally agree with. Uh, how do you draw the line? Where do you yeah. place the boundaries on advice or mentoring? Or is it just natural as you're having those lunch conversations? Oh, that's such a great question, Colin. You know, I think it depends on the situation. There's There's been times uh, as we look back on, you know, some of our lunches, especially where it's really just, you know, me and the boys where we're talking about life and things. But there's been times certainly where I'll bring up, uh, I'll bring up the topic and say, I want to talk about this a little bit, or I just want to challenge you a little bit. And they're, they're going to make their decisions. They're in their thirties, you know, but uh, but I still have some uh, advice and some, and they and they appreciate it, you know, just to get dad's perspective on things. But I would say most of the time, most of the time, they're the ones that are bringing up the topics. You know, if there's something going on in their life that I just see, man, I think, I think you need to hear about this. And if they, uh, if maybe they don't, maybe they don't quite see it, or they don't understand what some of their choices might be uh, leading to, 
you know, and it can be anything. It can be spiritually. It can be something in their career, you know, something that they're uh, making a, trying to make a decision about, you know, just walk this earth a little longer and maybe see down the road a little bit farther and, uh, and can help them with some of those things. But for the most part, I would say, uh, I let them sort of make the agenda for the things that we're going to talk about. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. We're not quite there in our walk as parents yet, but you've got three grandkids. Talk for a moment about that experience because, well, at least I hear from most grandparents, it's the best thing on earth. It absolutely is. We've heard that for years and years. And until it's experienced, it's just like, it's hard to even understand. But I say the same thing now that every one of them said, this is absolutely the best season in life. We we love these kids. It's just a, it's just, it's a, a blast to be around them. Our little grandson uh, turned five. And so he started five-year-old soccer and uh, it's just five-year-old soccer is just a complete chaos. It's just a swarm <laughs> of bees chasing a ball around, you know, Yeah. Uh, so things like that, just being at their sporting events and things like that, that are kind of starting to happen now that our kids are, they're, they're just getting into that age right now. So uh, but I coached, you know, obviously I, I coached my uh, little sons in soccer and had a blast doing that. So it's almost as, and then my coach is coaching my grandson, his, his son, you know, so it's almost as fun watching your grandson play soccer as it is watching your son coach him. You know what I mean? So yeah. just watching that next generation uh, come up and seeing the potential in their lives. And we, uh, we just pray for them like crazy and, and love on them and, you know, they're in that stage. They, they love grandma and grandpa and love just uh, spending time with us. And yeah, it's a pretty sweet season of life. Uh, we love these kids and I, I love pouring into the next generation anyways. I love to mentor young men. And so to be able to do that with your sons and now your grandkids is a, it's a, really is amazing. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, uh, Kevin, in our last couple of minutes, uh, I usually reserve this time to to maybe give some words of wisdom to people listening who maybe are not quite at your stage right now. So for guys who are in that new parent stage, boys or girls, either one, but they've either just about to have a baby or have just got a few little ones, some thoughts about as a dad, wisdom for moving forward, for helping those young people grow and grow in their faith and and uh, following Christ, anything you'd like to share related to that? Yeah, I mentor a lot of young men, and I think the number one thing that I say as I look back on my life, and there's times we did this well, and there's times that we didn't, but I would say to spend time with your spouse, you are a team, and you're doing this together, to pray with your wife and pray with your, uh, even with your kids, you know, and to do that on a, on a regular basis. We kind of found that big rock sort of priority in our life decades ago. And I'm telling you, it has been the absolute foundation of, uh, of what we do, not only raising a family, but in our ministry and in life, everything that we do, that's a, that's a unmovable rock for us where we just, we spend time praying together. So that's what I tell to guys that I mentor. And I think I would, I would add to a young dad is find a mentor. You find somebody in your life that's a little bit farther down the road. Uh, that's such a valuable thing. And I will find out, Colin, I just turned 60 years old. And I think I, I love this next generation. I love mentoring young men and especially just young men in the marketplace that are just doing their life, you know, and trying to do a good job being a godly dad and raise kids and uh, be a good husband and all those things. Uh, that's one of my favorite things to do. And I think guys my age, I'd even have a challenge back to them as find someone to pour into, you know, find someone that age 
at your church or whatever that just like go up and you know be bold and ask them you know it's just like hey i'm just watching you you're in a season of life that i came through and how can i support and pray for you and and whatever it is that might lead to something more uh, but i'm telling you what that does for a young guy's heart they uh you know they're they're struggling through life and they're kind of doing doing their best with everything that they have but I think everybody in life needs a champion in their life, you know, at least one, someone that's cheering them on, someone that knows them and understands the challenges and uh, walks through uh, that season of life, you know, with someone's hand on their shoulder saying, I, I get it. I understand the struggles that you're walking through. So I think to be building your life in a foundation of prayer as a young guy, find someone to walk alongside with that, uh, that you trust and you can talk to and you can share your heart with. And as an older dad that's maybe walked through some things uh, like you're doing Colin right now you know just to cheering on young cheering on young dads is such a great and important work so uh, I love doing that and I think there's there's a lot of uh, connections that could be made between young men and some older guys that uh, maybe just have some time and have an opportunity just to pour into this next generation and, and we need it we need it in our culture and our this next generation needs the strength and like I said, someone with a hand on their shoulder just to cheer them on in life, you know. Kevin Larson, a builder of buildings and a builder of men. And I really appreciate your time today. Thanks for sharing a little bit of your life with us here on the podcast. Oh, thanks, Colin. My thanks to Kevin Larson for joining me today. And I, I pray that something that's been shared will be helpful for you in the days ahead as well. If you want to learn more about Kevin or this podcast, stop by our website, dadaintnojoke.com. It's that simple, dadaintnojoke.com. I would also appreciate your feedback. Please subscribe to the podcast, like it, share it, leave your comments, answer today's special question. It really does make a difference. While it may not be the toughest job on the planet, being dad is an important and impactful assignment. I pray that God gives us the strength and wisdom to do it well. And remember, Dad ain't no joke. We'll see you next time.